finished singing. I went over to the bar and got me a glass of wine. I sat on the bar stool and overlooked Uncle P's son and his new daughter-in-law. And my lord, they looked goofy. They was on the dance floor, falling all over each other. His foot stepped on her dress. She almost fell and he caught her right before she hit the ground. Child, they couldn't dance to save their lives. But the way he held her, the way she laughed, the way they stared into each other's eyes like they were the only two people on the planet. Uncle P told me a couple of weeks ago that his son didn't even want a bachelor's party because he loved her that much. He wasn't interested in no naked women bouncing and dancing all on him right before he got married. So his only request was that he, Uncle P, and the other men in the wedding party got together and prayed for him. And that's what they did. Now, after the wedding, everyone was here watching him, marveling at him, including me. And just by looking at him, you just knew it was real love. They were so silly, but they looked like they fit like glue. I hadn't been to many weddings in my own family, so this was truly a beautiful sight to see. As I watched them from the bar, dancing, 
taking wedding pictures, holding each other's hands under this starlit tree and kissing. I wondered, would I ever have anything like that? In the midst of my thoughts, I could feel my anger rising up. So I got up from my seat by the dock and walked back over to the bar. After having three drinks already and being tired of walking back and forward from the bar to my chair over here on this dock, I grabbed a whole bottle of wine from off that counter and I walked off. The bartender who was serving everybody them baby glasses of alcohol just looked at me. He didn't say nothing though. I stared back at him like, yeah, you better not say nothing. I'm the star. Practically Uncle P's niece. And I dare you to open up your mouth and say anything. Once I gave him that black woman look. Y'all know that look. That look that say, say something. I dare you. He put his head back down and finished wiping the bar with a bar mop and acted like he didn't even see me. <sighs> Here we go again. Good old drunk Takaya. I sat on the couch that was inside this big mansion. But even then, I could still see Uncle P's son, his new bride, and all the wedding guests. All of them was either dancing, talking, or drinking, and they seemed to be having a real good time. Some were sitting down by the lake, and others were eating at the food bar. Why couldn't I be happy like that? In the midst of my thoughts, Uncle P's younger son ran into the house to find me, but I didn't want to be found. He said with so much glee in his voice, Takaya, they're doing the fireworks, come on! He grabbed me by the hand, and I didn't want to disappoint little Daniel, so I let him take me. Besides, I was tipsy anyway, so I wasn't putting up much of a fight anyhow. He brought me out on the dock, and when they lit them fireworks and sparkles, it was like some out of a movie. Just beautiful. Uncle P's son's new wife, Brittany, looked right over at me and smiled. Me and her were real cool, and I liked her from the very first moment I met her. If I would have closed my eyes and listened to her, most times I would have thought she was black. That's how much we had in common. She just got me, without even trying. After I stayed there and smiled for a few moments, I topped off my glass, snatched this stupid red rose out of my hair, and walked down the hall to the guest bathroom. I just wanted to be by myself. The bathroom was huge, and it had these big old wooden double doors like you was about to get ready to meet a king or something once you opened them up. The mirror of the bathroom stretched down from the ceiling it looked like to the floor. It was huge. I almost took up the whole wall. Once I saw it was quiet, and wasn't nobody coming for me. I sat on the floor with my wine glass and crossed my legs. And to my surprise, I didn't even know I was barefoot. Yeah, I and I had no clue as to where the crap my heels were. Maybe I left them outside, maybe I didn't, I don't know. All I know is that they weren't on my feet. I wasn't in that bathroom for two minutes before a hundred questions started running through my head. Who am I? What on earth am I doing here? How did I even get here? What is my reason for living? These were all the questions that ran through my mind as I stared at my reflection in this mirror. My vision started getting blurry, my eyelids heavy, and I couldn't see myself very clear like I could when I was sober. But what I could see in that mirror was enough, and I hated her.
I hated her gift. I hated her soul. I hated everything about me that made me her. I looked at myself just as clear as day and said, You ugly. I hate you. And I hope you die. And it's like, as soon as I said it, I snapped out of it. And then a tear started strolling down my face and on that bathroom floor staring at myself in this mirror. I began to wail because I didn't know why I said that to myself. What was this darkness coming out of me? Is this even me? I woke up in the back of Uncle P's car laughing, and I could feel myself about to throw up. Takai, you better not throw up in my back seat. Oh, golly, what on earth? How drunk did you get, Money T? Goodness, Rachel. I got to take her back to the hotel because she's drunker than a fish. Uncle P zoomed down that dirt road from that big old house, and I was at that hotel in what felt like two minutes flat. As I got out the car, Uncle P said we were leaving yeah, we're early leaving in, in the, the morning, morning. So just try to get you some rest. I'ma get plenty of rest, cause I'll be sleeping on the moon. <laughs> what? Uncle P just shook his head and drove off. I wasn't making no kind of sense. And I don't blame him for not trying to stay there and try to make sense out of it. The next few weeks were just like what it's always been. Some record executive who's stoked about meeting me. Some manager trying to convince Uncle P on how much they could take us to the next level and get me singing all over the world. They would come to the studios to meet me and Uncle P and they'd be sweating so bad trying to convince him that some of them started sounding like characters out of a Dr. Seuss book or something. Oh, she's going to be an absolute legend. I promise none shall compare. She's going to be booked here, there, and everywhere. All you need to do is just let me be her manager. Uh, all right. Well, we'll think about that offer. I'll let you know what we decide, all right? See what I tell you. Imagine that. My career being managed by Dr. Seuss, the manager. Anyway, the shows started getting bigger, and I started doing shows with other big bands. My mama was there on the front row smiling at me every show with tears in her eyes looked like. I wanted so badly just to give her a house and a nice truck or something. That's the least I could do for all that woman and done for me. I looked out in the crowd for her face every show and there she was, happy and bragging, saying, that's my daughter. She knew I drank, but she was working so much she was barely at home. And when she was home, I was somewhere at the studio or getting ready for a show, so she always saw me fixed up and beautiful, in lights and put together. She didn't know about Savannah moving down here in a couple months, my weed, my pills, my porn, my mind slipping. She didn't know about none of it until that day at that Logan's restaurant. And what are you having tonight? I'll have the steak medium and a loaded baked potato with sour cream and ranch on the side and a lemonade. All right, I'll go get this started for you guys and I'll be right back with your drinks. Thank, Thank you. you. I looked up from the menu to see my mama staring at me and I asked her, Ma, what are you looking at? 
I just want to say how proud I am of you and what you're doing with Paul. And God is going to bless the work of your hands and give you your heart's desire in due time. You almost at the finish line. God is getting ready to... I couldn't hear anything my mama was saying anymore. It's like no one else was there in the room with me. And this dark spirit dressed in a black cape with a hideous face started coming towards me and calling me by my name. I started wailing and I fell over on the table and crying out loud like a mad woman in this restaurant. (laughs) What's going on? Mama, did you see the demon? Did you see the demon? What are you talking about? They trying to come for me, Mama. They won't be, Mama. He was right there. He was right there. God is right there. I gotta get out of here. I gotta go. I'm gonna have to take this to the food to go. Please, she's not well. I jumped up out of my mama's arms and ran out of that restaurant like lightning. I sat in the car, and my body was trembling. I had seen spirits before. Matter of fact, I've been seeing them since I was a little girl. I was singing on stage when I was seven years old. I remember what I was singing and exactly what I was wearing too. It was a Christmas program and Mrs. Gino, an older white lady, had me practicing for weeks after school. Just like Uncle P believed in me, she believed in me too. She told me I would be a big superstar one day and almost every day after school I had rehearsal and vocal training. She told me I would be singing I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus by Michael Jackson for this Christmas program. And I learned every word and had to sing that song every day until Mrs. Gina said it was perfect. I was on stage that night with my peppermint pajamas on. My hair was twisted in some cute little hairstyle for little girls. I had my red bowrets and white balls on my hair. And my mama even let me put a little lip gloss on that night. I was so cute. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus Underneath the mistletoe last night She didn't see I must have looked down from that stage and saw Satan himself sitting in that audience where I had just looked and seen a white woman sitting before. He was right there, smiling back at me, and his eyes were some of the darkest eyes I'd ever seen before, ten times darker than my uncle's. And my mama ain't even ever talked to me about no Satan. Yet at the age of seven, I knew exactly who he was. I burst into tears and ran off the stage. And I had been singing since I was four years old and in programs and won my first competition against a sixth grader at the age of five. Mrs. Gino said, Takaya has never done this. This has never happened. I ran into my mama's arms and started telling about what I saw. And she just held me. She rubbed my head and kissed me. A few of my family members rallied around us and said, Oh, it's okay. She probably just forgot the words. And I shook my head violently saying, No, I saw the devil. 
And that wasn't the first time I seen something dark like that. Mm-mm. The first time I was four years old, and it happened right before we moved in with my grandmother. I was in my mama's room, sleeping in the bed. And when I woke up, I remember staring at this black shadow of darkness right by my mama's door. It didn't have a face. It was just darkness. Out of that darkness, a long black finger pointed to a peppermint that was on my mama's dresser. The finger of this spirit looked like it could have been 12 inches long or the size of a ruler. It was so long. And I was only four. So I did what this spirit wanted me to do. I picked up this peppermint, opened the wrapper, and put it in my mouth. Little did I know that at the same time, my mama had already left her job, and she would be walking through her bedroom door in any moment now. From my mother's side of the story, she was at her job pushing a medicine cart, going about her day like normal. And out of the blue, something pulled her. And she said, after that pull, the voice of the Lord spoke to her and said, Portia, go home. She walked over to the front desk and picked up the phone to call home, but none of us answered. Once we didn't answer, she told her boss she would be right back, and she left immediately. Her job was about 20 minutes away, so it wouldn't take her too long to get there. My mama said when she got home, she didn't even understand because everything and everyone seemed to be in order. She opened up my sister's bedroom and she was talking on the phone like preteens do and had her Drew Hill music playing in the background. When she opened up my brother's bedroom door, he was on a Nintendo 64 playing Mario Kart with my other older cousin and they were in his room laughing and shouting to the top of their lungs. It wasn't until she opened up her bedroom door that she realized why the Lord told her to come home. Because there I was, standing up by her dresser, choking. My mama said it looked like the life was being sucked out of me and my face was turning blue. She screamed to the top of her lungs and ran over to me to do the Heimlich. A few moments later, a peppermint flew across the room and I was back to breathing and she held me as I cried in her arms. Now, here I was three years later wearing peppermint pajamas and this spirit showed up again smiling at me as I sang. So when I tell you I have seen things and shadows and darkness following me and even the angels of God too. I have seen it all. But this spirit that popped up in that restaurant staring at me that day walking over to me was something even more sinister than all of the above. And I shook in that car. I wailed and held my head in between my arms and shook my head back and forth in the seat like a mad woman. And from that moment in that restaurant, they didn't stop. They kept coming stronger, darker, and each one more sinister than the last, and I was losing my mind. I couldn't write a song without a demon smiling back at me through the computer screen. I couldn't sing without feeling the presence of something dark and eerie standing over me while I was singing. I couldn't go to sleep, not in the daytime, and especially not at night. One day, 
My mama wasn't at home with me. She was working like she always did. I walked upstairs in our townhouse and went to my bedroom. I was lying down in my bed when I felt the presence of darkness come in only a few moments after me. I sat up straight away and looked to the door and this big black shadow was staring back at me in the form of a demon calling out my name. As soon as I saw it, I ran out of my room and went into my mama's room. I grabbed a Bible and got in her bed under her covers and I was shaking. When I opened my eyes again a few moments later, it was 10 of them around my mama's bed and they were laughing at me and taunting me and I was wailing a wail that pregnant women probably give when they're having children. And they wouldn't stop saying my name. But in the midst of it, I heard a voice shout. It was so loud that it felt like it shouted within me but from the heavens at the same time. Then, they all disappeared in an instant. I didn't even open up the Bible. I just sat there on that bed shaking and crying and holding that Bible all night long. My mama got there the next morning and I was packing my clothes in a suitcase. When she asked me where I was going, I told her, Mama, I need you to drop me off at the mental institution. No, you ain't going to no mental institution. We're going to pray. They ain't finna lock you up and put you in no crazy house. We just got to pray. I told her, if you don't take me to the mental hospital, I'm going to kill myself. So which one you want me to do? This is too much. It's too much. There are devils all around me. I have no peace in Satan. He coming for me, mama. He coming for me. I have no peace. I can't stay here. <laughs> she just stood there staring back at me packing my suitcase. She cried and came over to me and held me in her arms and said, you ain't going to no mental institution. We gonna pray. They ain't finna lock you up and put you in no crazy house. We just got to pray. But I told her praying wasn't working for me. As I started shaking and fell on the floor, she came over to me and sat on the floor with me and rocked me like a baby. She began rubbing my head and holding me in her arms just like she did the night of that Christmas program. And then my mama started singing one of my favorite songs I'd always used to sing as a child. Jesus loves me. Jesus. <laughs> Loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones here below, they are weak, but he, he is strong. Yes. Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus.
loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. For the Bible tells me so. Thank you for listening to the Godly Chick Podcast. Tune in next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear the continuation of Takaya's journey as well as her testimony. Don't forget to follow Godly Chick Ministries on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Godly Chick. That's G-O-D-L-Y-C-H-I-K. And always remember, when you know who's you walking with, it ain't hard to be a Godly Chick. Have a blessed day, and I look forward to having you all here with me again next week. I to repent for my innocence.